Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. After working in the corporate world for 17 years, I decided to follow my passion and start my own marketing agency, Digital Dawn. And for the last seven years, I've had the absolute honor of helping other business owners grow in the online space. Here on the Ecom Profit Podcast, I open Pandora's box and share with you and other ecom business owners weekly topics that will help you ramp up your business and explode online. I outline my tried and true D2D methodology that is guaranteed to bring your business results. Oh, and I'm going to bring some incredible guests along the way. My clients know me for being a say-it-like-it-is consultant who is ready to break free from the stuffiness of the corporate world. And as an entrepreneur myself, I try to pull out all the same entrepreneurial passions in others. So get ready to be fired up about your business and let's have a great time. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, and today you are in for quite a treat. We are going to be talking about all things conversion. And when I'm talking about conversion, I'm talking specifically about conversion rate optimization or CRO as it's often called. And you will hear this term conversion rate optimization thrown around in the marketing world all over the place. Um, People will be conversion rate optimization specialists, specialists. There's agencies that are conversion rate optimization agencies. And I kind of thought we would go through the idea of conversion rate. What is it exactly? Kind of demyth all of the things around conversion rate optimization. And Also talk about the importance of CRO and why as a e-commerce business owner or any business owner for that matter, but specifically e-commerce business owner, why conversion rate optimization is so important and what are some things that you can do to help increase and improve conversions on your website. So first, let's kind of talk about the definition of what conversion rate optimization really is. And again, you can Google this. um, You can find this information anywhere. This is uh, not a unique to Digital Dawn sort of situation. But there is sort of by definition, the total number of conversions that you have uh, divided by the total number of visitors on your site and then you multiply that result by 100. So if you think about it as a percentage, um, then if you've got like a 1,000 conversions divided by 100,000 visitors times 100, that equals a 1% conversion rate. So that conversion rate percentage, the higher it is, the more people that are going to your site or visiting your website are actually converting into paid traffic or paid customers, I should say. So if you're on a Shopify store and you're using Shopify specifically, and for those of you who um, don't know, I am a big fan of Shopify. It's my preferred e-commerce platform for sure. They call this 
online store conversion rate. So if you are in your dashboard on your Shopify store and you go to the analytics section and you go to dashboards, you will find an overview of the dashboard where it says online store conversion rate. And the way that Shopify defines it is a percentage of sessions that resulted in orders out of the total number of sessions. So sessions being defined as someone who's actually landing on your site that resulted in orders or a purchase out of the total number of people that have order or the total number of sessions. Let me say it again. Percentage of sessions that resulted in orders out of the total number of sessions. So that percentage the higher you can get it, the better and the more conversions you actually have. Now, on your Shopify store, they also show you things like add to cart sessions. They will show you the percentage of people that have actually reached the checkout. And then you can actually see the sessions that have actually converted. And that session that actually has converted is what we're talking about with conversion rate. But conversion rate optimization as a marketing tactic or tool is really intended to help you convert that traffic into sales. And there's a lot of different ways that you can do this. But what I see most important, like one of the things I guess I should say, it's probably not the most important thing, but one of the things that I see a lot from business owners is that they're driving a lot of traffic to their website, but then they're not actually converting those people. And so what they always ask me is, well, how do I get more traffic? How do I get more traffic? And what I'm telling people is it doesn't matter how much traffic you get if once they get to the website, they actually don't convert. So It's not necessarily always like volume of traffic that you should be worried about, although you need that for sure. But if the volume of traffic that you're sending to your website isn't converting, then who cares how much traffic you're actually sending there because you're just sending people to your site. Now, again, you could argue that they would come back, you can retarget them, you can do all these things. And all of that is true. But what I'm talking about is when you're driving traffic to your website, how do you get those people that actually land there? How do you actually get them to convert? And what is and what are some ways that you can use conversion rate optimization to convert that traffic into sales? So a lot of people also ask me like, well, what is an average website, e-commerce website conversion rate? Like what should I be expecting to see on my website? And I think it varies um, depending on the e-commerce industry. So and depends on the time of year, you know, the year it can kind of bounce around and vary all over the place. But what I'm going to say on average is that for a typical e-commerce website, the website purchase conversion rate is typically 2 to 3%, okay? So if you think about your Shopify store and you go to that online store conversion rate on your analytics dashboard and you're not at least between a 2 and a 3%, then you've got some work to do on conversions. So 
I have seen conversions on Shopify stores as high as 15%. Um, and I've seen on average, you know, for our clients, their conversion rate is usually about five to 8%. But industry standard says two to 3%. Now think about that for just a second. That means that you have got to drive an awful lot of traffic to your website in order to get two to 3%. And then you're probably saying, but Don, you just said that the most important thing is not about driving traffic necessarily. It's about once you get the traffic there to convert. That's true. So you can drive less traffic and have a higher conversion rate, or you got to drive more traffic with a 2 to 3% conversion rate. So let's talk about how once people get to the website, how you actually can convert them and some things that you can do as a business owner to get going on conversion rate optimization. So again, by definition, that means the people that are going there are actually converting into um, actual purchases or purchase customers. So a lot of times I'll hear people talk about SEO. um, And unlike conversion rate optimization, SEO can take a really long time to be effective. It is an important part of your business. But the cool thing about conversion rate optimization is that these are faster results. You can see immediately how that conversion rate optimization test works. And there's several ways that you can do this. And I'm going to talk to you about those ways now and some things that I have used in my own business as an e-commerce business. And I've also used these with my clients. So I'm going to talk to you about several different tools and several different ways that you can work on conversion rate optimization and why um, maybe you should try or test some of these things for yourself. So first... If you don't have Google Analytics set up on your website, you definitely need to do that. It's probably one of the most important tracking mechanisms that's out there. Um, Google Analytics is kind of the all-encompassing way to track conversions, even outside of Shopify's dashboard. Shopify's dashboard is really good, but it's definitely not perfect. So what I would tell you is make sure that you have Google Analytics set up. And I've got a couple of resources for you that I will drop in the show notes on ways that you can set up Google Analytics very easily. I've got a friend who teaches a course on how to set up Google Analytics makes it super easy for you. But it's definitely something that you want to do. And the reason that you want to do that is because you can then set up specific tracking features within Google Analytics to measure whether or not the different types of testing that you're going to do for your conversion rate optimization is actually working. So step one, make sure that you have Google Analytics set up. Make sure that you have Google Analytics set up in a way that you can use and track specific features. A lot of times what I like uh, to see clients use is the, it's called a goals feature within Google Analytics. And you can use that feature to help track different metrics. Um, You can see different behaviors that you're Uh, customers are doing. You can see where bouncing on your um, website's happening. Like there's so much data that you can gather from using Google Analytics that it's really important that you have that set up. So that would be uh, first kind of step. The next thing I would say is if you haven't had something installed on your website that shows user behavior 
you should definitely do that. So what what comes to mind for me right away is a tool called Hotjar. And Hotjar is a tool that you can install, like a plugin that you can install on your website that gives you a variety of different ways to measure where people are bouncing off on your website or where people are maybe struggle to um, find information. Or in a lot of cases, what I will see is that people will try to click on different images or they'll try to click on different words and maybe they're not hyperlinked. And so they'll get frustrated and they'll bounce off. It gives you this hot jar, gives you an op an opportunity to kind of like visually see where people are scrolling, where people are bouncing off and what different you know, challenges they're facing. Um, I think there's other tools outside of Hotjar out there, but that's the one that I use myself a lot. And I know that it works really well. You can set it up so that you can watch um, user behavior, meaning that it will actually record on your website where people are clicking, where people pause, where people look at, you know, or read product descriptions or blogs. I think you can also do it by heat map, meaning that you can see like the most popular places where people scroll from a heat map perspective. And again, it really helps you determine where there might be some opportunities, where you might need to hyperlink, where you might need to change some of your formatting. And I think those two tools themselves are amazing ways to help you gather data really quickly on where you're struggling on your website. So if you don't have those two things set up, I would highly encourage you to do that first and foremost. Then you can kind of get into more of the nitty gritty or more of the tactical ways to help with conversion rate optimization. And again, these are not all things that you have to be super tech savvy to know. You don't have to have great, you know, developer skills, even for Google Analytics and for Hotjar. Those are both really easy to install. Um, Like I said, I will link to a course if you want to get more into it um, for Google Analytics. But Google Analytics is free. So is Hotjar. Um, Hotjar does have a paid version if you need more data, but both of those two things, free and relatively easy to get started with, even if you're not super tech savvy. So definitely do that. Now let's dive into a couple of ways that actually you can improve your website or some tips that I recommend that you use on your website to test out how you can improve conversion rates and how you can get that number well above the 3% average. So as we talked about, some of the benefits, right, of conversion rate optimization is really to, um, you know, turn those customers, that that traffic that you have gotten to your website into paying customers. But it also helps you understand through like the heat maps and through behaviors through Google Analytics, customer behaviors and patterns. And it gives you the opportunity to really tailor your marketing and to tailor your design, to tailor your messaging towards those client behaviors. And if you can do that, if you can crack that nut, like so many of us are working so hard with our clients to do, you really get that competitive edge, right? Like it really can differentiate you and it can just simply translate traffic into sales. It doesn't have to be complicated, but getting that nut cracked is and can be kind of hard. So here's a couple of ways that I recommend that you 
test or try to improve your conversion rate optimization. You may have heard about this before, um, but it's called A-B testing. So you can use A-B testing to um, really test many different things on your website. You can A-B test um, colors. You can A-B test copy. You can A-B test images. You can A-B test um, button placements, all sorts of different things. And what I recommend from a Shopify perspective is that you get a tool. There's like Unbounced and Zipify, and there's other plugins that you can get that you can install on your Shopify store that help you create split tests so that you can create multiple different split tests to see what type of um, conversion or what type of change you're making is converting the most. So here's an example. So if you do an A-B test, let's just start with one thing. And that's what I tell all of my clients is start with one of those things that I just listed as the main way to test conversions. So if you start, if you've got your homepage and then you do a split test of that homepage and you change the colors and you change the buttons and you change the logo or the names or the, you know, all everything changes, then how do you know what part of that actually was the thing that converted more than the other thing? So for example, if I just change a headline to say, okay, uh, something like, here's Don Sincula, and I change it to Don Sincula is here, and then I test that against each other and see which of those two headlines converts better, then I can isolate that it, it was a headline. This headline converted better. Okay, so take the winning headline and then change something else. Then go to a button color, go to button placement go to image changes, so on and so forth. Now, you may be asking yourself, well, how do I know what to start with? What of these things that you've listed on do I actually start with? This is where the Google Analytics and the heat map really can come into play because if you've got enough data from a heat map or from Hotjar to be able to see where your customers are bouncing off, that place on your website where customers are bouncing off or using Google Analytics, what behaviors are making them bounce, then that is the place that you start testing. So for example, if your homepage doesn't convert really well because, you know, you can see on user behavior on Hotjar that people are scrolling and looking for a button or they're trying to click a link that's not a hyperlink or, you know, some other sort of notable behavior, then start there with a be testing whatever that is. Split test it against itself. And then once you find the winner, meaning either your A test wins, your original, or your variant test, B, wins, then you change the next item. So maybe it's initially, it's a headline, like I said. Then after you find the winning headline, you go to a button. Then you go to copy, you know, so like you methodically go down kind of a checklist based on your particular conversion opportunities, and you make changes doing split testing. Again, if you could see some of the data that I see based on A-B split testing, you would be shocked. 
I mean, really, we have seen clients that have had, you know, as low as a two to three percent conversion. And again, that's industry average, I know, but two to three percent conversion, do A B split testing and get as high as twelve to fifteen percent conversions just simply by doing one split test. I have also seen clients that have increased hundreds of percentages <laughs> on their homepage by doing a series of split tests and finding the winners of each of those split tests. And you can see just simply by like changing copy, changing buttons, all those types of things, how important that can actually be to help increase your conversion. Again, there's a lot of different softwares that are out there that can help you create these split tests on your Shopify store. Um, You just need to find the one that has the functionality that you like the best and that you need for your particular business. But you can go to the Shopify app store and you can find many Unbounced and um, Zipify or two that I really like, but there's plenty of other ones out there. So after you do the split testing, then what I said is you need to analyze that performing split test and check the content and make sure that that content, buttons, so on and so forth, that you keep that then as the control and then layer on a different variant. So you're kind of just testing, then declaring a winner, then taking that winner, making another split test, declaring a winner, making another split test, so on and so forth. And then you're obviously measuring and keeping track of the conversions and the changes that you're doing every step along the way. In my opinion, if you make a lot of changes to your website at any given time, it's really, really hard to understand which of those elements actually helped increase the conversion and which of those elements actually changed the conversion rate. So I in isolation, but also you don't want to wait for weeks and weeks to do this. So you've got to have a testing methodology that is quick, that drives enough traffic, and that is statistically significant enough for you to declare it as a winner. I also think that having some sort of change log is really important as well. So saying, for example, I changed the headline on, you know, such and such a date. I measured it for a week and my conversion rate optimization or my conversion rate went from three to six percent. And making sure that you are really um, diligent in keeping track of all of those things. So that being said, some other things that you can do around conversion rate optimization is that, you know, I again, not really shooting from the hip, but actually understanding where on your website people are getting stuck and where people are actually um, struggling. Once you've narrowed that down or you can see that, then it starts to kind of get fun, right? And you can start to um, think about creative ways to do conversion rate optimization. And I love the idea of actually playing around with color. I like the playing around of kind of user intention, meaning like what is the, how is the user 
using your website to purchase? Meaning, are they actually going to your website to find out more information? Are they coming to shop? Um, and how do you actually like leverage that website to ensure that people are actually coming there with that intent? I think that's also important that you understand every step in your buyer's journey. This is really about how your customers come into your world and where in their customer journey you can actually convert them. So it's often referred to, you'll hear me and others marketers reference this as like a funnel or, you know, you'll, you'll hear it customers, customer journey, funnel, value ladder, different things like that. But for me in conversion rate optimization, this is really understanding how your customers often come into your world, where they come into your world, and then how you can leverage conversion rate optimization for that particular part of the customer journey. So you think about, you know, how people maybe come into your world by seeing you on social media or seeing you um, on a Facebook Live or a Facebook ad or word of mouth or something like that. So meeting them in that customer journey, wherever they are, and then being able to convert them based on that step in the funnel is conversion rate optimization. And so Lots of conversation to be had around customer journey, lots of conversation to be had around funnels. Um, but this episode, we're just sticking with what are some things that you can do specifically to um, convert your website. But your website is part of your funnel. And so it's important for you to understand how you can do that. And I think that when we think about, you know, funnels and conversion rate, we somehow feel like maybe there needs to be different types of strategies or different types of tactics or, you know, different things that we need to do. And I don't really feel like that is key. Um, I, I think that the conversion rate optimization needs to change based on where they are in your funnel. But I definitely think that understanding how the whole picture works from a top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel and where your customers are finding you and converting them at that point is critical. Okay. So a few more things that I would recommend from a conversion rate optimization perspective. One of the things that I often see with business owners and particularly e-commerce business owners is page speed. And you think about page speed not really being like super sexy or super exciting in any way whatsoever. It's not exactly. But what I would tell you is from a conversion perspective, so from a conversion rate perspective and wanting to actually get people that are at your website or on your website to convert, you need to have a site that is fast. And you wouldn't believe how many e-commerce business owners don't take the time to compress their images to help make their site even faster. They don't um, put in any plugins onto their Shopify store to help condense or make speed page load 
faster. Um, and that's probably one of the reasons, one of the main reasons people bounce. If you find statistically that you can't see anything in Hotjar, you aren't, aren't seeing anything um, from a user behavior perspective, but people are just bouncing, I would definitely check page speed. And because in today's world, people have no patience if your images aren't loading or if they have to like wait for something to change from product A to product B, they're going to bounce. They're going to just get frustrated by it and they're going to leave, particularly on mobile. And what we do know is that a lot of people are shopping off of their phones. And so your website might actually look great and speed load might actually be fine on desktop. But when was the last time that you actually checked on um, mobile. So be sure to do that. And there's a lot of tools that you can use to be able to um, check page speed. You can actually Google, like, check my page speed. I think there's other tools that have, you know, like, just Google it. And a lot of things you can just, you know, link um, your page or your URL um, specifically, and it'll give you a load time. So I would just recommend that you use a free tool to start with, Google my page speed and put in your URL and see what it is. And then there's other tools depending on, you know, if your page speed is really low or slow that you can use to help increase that. A lot of times it's around, for e-commerce stores, a lot of times it's around um, image loading time. And so compressing those images, making sure that the images are as small as they can be um, is really important. So that is another thing that I would highly recommend. So page speed, A-B split testing. I also want to sort of talk about, you know, considering having really, really impactful calls to action. If any of you have downloaded my Shopify checklist, um, which is a free download that I give um, to people if they come to my website or different funnels that I currently have, we talk about, you know, having a great uh, call to action on there and having really high quality product pages and home pages and things like that. But one of the biggest challenges I see a lot is having a great call to action. And so what is a call to action? It's basically just that. It's like making sure that the customers that are coming to your site actually understand what it is that they're supposed to do. So shop now, download this, learn more, click here, do this, find that, you know, make sure it really is obvious. And I know you think, gosh, Don, that doesn't, that seems like a really simple thing. But you would be surprised at how many websites I have audited where I have gone to them and I'm like, where's the button to shop? Or is this the button I click to get to the next product page? Or you're asking me to do what to get a discount for what? It isn't as easy or as straightforward as you think all of the time. So a good call to action is important at any stage of your funnel or at any point in your business, but it really just brings it together for your customer and making sure that they understand that it's really clear, here is what you want them to do, here's why it's beneficial to them, and here's potentially what they're going to get or be able to purchase. So calls to action or CTAs should be a really clear, really easy, and very to the point. 
So make sure that you have great calls to action. The final thing that I would tell you is just around the overall professionalism of your website. And if you haven't downloaded my free checklist, I will actually include that in the show notes as well. But really looking at your homepage, your product pages, and there's some other important features that I highly recommend that you download this checklist, you take a look at it, and you kind of go through it. And again, it's not rocket science, some of this stuff on here, but it really does make a difference when you think about it from a conversion rate optimization perspective. Things like, is there a guarantee on your website? Do you have the option um, to get a hold of someone? Is there a a professional email? Is there an 800 number or some way, a chat bot or some way to actually get a hold of, quote unquote, a human in some capacity? There's all these little, little things that to like maybe a common person might not seem like they're super important, but to a customer who is wanting to give you their money, it is an important piece of conversion rate optimization. And I highly recommend that you spend some time going over this checklist that I will include for you as well as the other items that I have shared today. So conversion rate optimization, one of the most important parts of any e-commerce business, frankly, anybody's business that's driving traffic to a website. But hopefully you will have learned a few things about how you can make conversion rate optimization even more impactful. So if you don't have Google Analytics set up, if you don't have a hot jar set up, that would be step one. Next, do A-B split testing isolate variables on that A-B split testing that are important. Understanding where your customers are coming from in their journey, meeting them at that particular part of the funnel, and then optimizing and converting for where they're at in that funnel. And then downloading my Shopify checklist so that you can really understand how small things like site speed and professional homepages and 800 numbers and other things like that can really make uh, a difference on your website as it relates to conversions. Hopefully you found this episode helpful. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see if you're a good fit to work with the Digital Dawn team, head over to digitaldawnagency.com forward slash contact and let's book a call. Thanks so much again and until next time.